Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Another good young quarterback you're going to face when you watch uh, Daniel Jones on tape. What impresses you? He's got a lot of poise. He's accurate and he's fast. Uh, he can he can run and and uh, he's not a real big kid, but he he can get out of the pocket and escape and and um, uh, you know as we'll see later on can pick up some yards on his own if you don't take care of him. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP. We got you covered all season long. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and we are back. This is episode 21, and once again, I'm John June. I got my guy, Greg Penniman. What's good, bro? Ah, we're back. Let's do it. You know, week six. I got a lot of, you know, feeling fire right now. I got a lot of hot takes that we can talk about. You know, we got to get right into the injuries and news. Let's, let's do it right now. Let's go. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So with that, we're going to jump right to those running backs that Seem to have a little bit of issues today. Uh, first, David Johnson, the Arizona Cardinals running back. Um, seemed that he didn't practice, got some work on on the side. But um, as of right now, it looks like he's a game time decision with that with that back tightness. Um, what do you what do you make of this one? Greg? Yeah, David Johnson tweaked his back um, late in that game. Uh, Chase Edmonds also played very well in that game uh, against a very bad rush defense in Cincinnati. But uh, he you definitely need to add this man if you haven't. Is if he's not on your roster. Uh, I believe he was on 2% before the waiver wire uh, cycle. He's uh, now up to 30%. Uh, got That number needs to keep increasing. He needs to be on, on in all leagues, I believe. Yeah, if we see any Chase Edmonds this weekend, um, that would be exciting because, you know, this is the time of year with the bye weeks especially um, where you need to somehow find somebody to plug a hole in your roster um, so if you could get some Chase Edmonds, you know, maybe you scoot them up off the waiver wire, you pick them up for some fab. Um, maybe this turns out to be more than a week, a one-week injury, then you got yourself some quality RB1 play for, for the cheap. Um, another guy that could possibly provide that, hopefully it doesn't come to that, uh, Reggie Bonifon. Um, he could fill in potentially for Christian McCaffrey, who did leave the game Sunday with cramps, but... Also did end up missing practice today with a back issue. Um, what do you make of this one, Greg? Uh, yeah, I'm, I think if I had to, you know, compare it to the David Johnson situation, I'm not sure if it's as, as serious. CMC looks like he's uh, still going on track to play. Um, but, yeah, if, if there's any issues with that, I think if you're the Christian McCaffrey owner, you need to go pick up Reggie Bonifon. Uh, go get him. He's only owned in 7% of Yahoo leagues. So that's definitely the move for you. Um, and just keep an eye on Chris CMC throughout the next couple of days. But I think he'll be there on Sunday. Yeah, CMC's too, uh, he's too talented, too tough a guy, an individual. Did you hear what he said about the cramps? He, um, he apologized you know, for very, it. <laughs> yeah, he apologized for getting yeah. cramps. He said that that can't happen. Yeah, for, for dehydration. Um, so th- this guy just, yeah, it just shows you, you know, how important it is, how important this, his craft is to him. 
Uh, so I'm not worried about a guy like Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I, that being said, he is much younger than David Johnson, who I, I, I would be concerned about with when you hear, you know, a 29 going on 30-year-old running back talking about back tightness. That, that does frighten me a little bit. Um, but another guy who we probably should be frightened out, frightened about, um, Todd Gurley, seeing he missed practice today with a quad injury. Um, are you concerned about this one, Greg? Uh, one, I'm happy it's not the knee. So, I mean, I'll take another injury that's not, you know. Very close, yeah, though. Yeah, very, very close. He could maybe be compensation or something like that. But, um, yeah, also got to keep an eye on that. Daryl Henderson, um, Malcolm Brown, you know, got to keep them all on deck, keep an eye on them, um, and just keep an eye on Ty Gurley for the next couple of days, kind of like the CMC situation. Um, yeah, I think – you know, Todd Gurley's your RB two, so like you're not, uh, you know, probably not. Some people have him as the RB one. Some people do, though, I guess. So yeah, some people do. So if you make sure you do do that. If you do, you better have Malcolm yeah. Brown. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Nah, for me, uh, the first thing I saw when I when I when I saw this come out with a quad, the first thing I thought about was this is probably one of Sean McVay's lies, um, because the quad is very close to the knee and actually, mm. um could compensate for the knee that's true <laughs> so maybe this is a, a potential knee issue and we're just being told it's a quad so if you have Mal- if you have Todd Gurley scoop up Malcolm Brown if you don't have Todd Gurley scoop up Malcolm Brown um are you gonna add Daryl Henderson or you know are you are you gonna wait to speculate on that yeah I think Malcolm Brown's the leader of the two uh him speculating on how like he has depth and be like Daryl Henderson a lot I'm sure he does I'm, I'm sure he likes all his players all talented but i think michael brown's the guy yeah i agree with that um only maybe maybe we could see it go to a to more of a committee where it's like 60 40 uh malcolm brown and then you know daryl henderson's getting 40 or maybe you know 70 30 something like that but i would wait to to make a move on daryl henderson I, at least i would wait to see what todd Gurley's status is before i before i made something yeah like that. and then if Another Rams player, Brandon Cooks, if he's going to be out with concussion protocol, uh, Josh, Josh Reynolds is probably back on that radar as well. Yes. Yeah, no, most definitely. Yeah, um, yeah if Brandon Cooks misses time, for sure. Um, someone who is not missing any time, coming back finally after missing five or four weeks of play, Sam Darnold, uh, Jets quarterback. Uh, I know this doesn't really mean anything for <laughs> – Sam Darnold and his fantasy his fantasy outlook, but this means a lot for the players on the yes. Jets. Um, so, Greg, why don't you why don't you jump right into yeah, this? Yeah, man. One? Uh, people have been suffering. The Le'Veon Bell owners, the Jamison Crowder owners. I'm one of them. Uh, the Robbie Anderson owners. All these guys are going to get impacted, just like how Daniel Jones came in for the Giants. Uh, those people are going to get upgraded. Same for those Jets skill players. Um, you got to be excited for him to come back. Uh, and be there for your your team. Um, so yeah, I would um, be confident in you know definitely starting Le'Veon Bell and definitely you know maybe you know, Crowder gets back in that flex conversation. Yeah, I'm probably gonna be waiting to see on the uh, on the receivers. Um, I know that Lev Bell owners should definitely be excited. You know Sam Darnold coming back. Uh, you know we were talking about it a little bit off air, but uh, Lev Bell was. He was actually somewhat productive given the situation, um, and he's been bottom in the league in terms of red zone touches. But he's been tops in the league in terms of opportunity share. He's in terms of running back opportunity share with guys like Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette. Um, 
he's up there in the in that conversation with those guys in terms of the percentages. The reason he's bought he's in the bottom of the red zone percentages is because the red zone numbers is because the Jets don't make it to right. the red zone. They barely even get past the fifty. So um, Sam Darnold coming back that means that these these drives are going to go longer. They're going to convert more of these third downs. Um, so that's more opportunities for for Le'Veon Bell. Um, but you know, like you said, Jamison Crowder. You know, coming back to that slot role, we we thought we'd see Chris Herndon come back, but seems like we're gonna have to wait a little bit for that because <laughs> uh, seems he he injured himself with a hamstring injury running routes he on wasn't Friday. Wasn't running routes the first five weeks suspended, yo. What is he doing, yo? He's not allowed to practice with the team, man. Yo, go. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. The, the, like, am I supposed to get mad because the guy was working out and he hurt himself? I I don't know. Whatever. Um, but anyway, it, it's a shame because he, he could have been really useful in this matchup. Um, and Robbie Anderson, I know people have been holding on for frick forever now, but um, you know, finally, the, the Jets have a nice stretch of of nice, easy, beatable matchups. I know we got the um, we've got Dallas coming up Sunday, and then they got New England on Monday Night Football. But after that, you get Jacksonville, which isn't too bad. You still get Miami twice. Um, you still get to play um, Washington. You still get to play the Giants. You still get to play Oakland. So there's there's some some beatable matchups in there um, where you'd see guys like like Lev Bell, uh, Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder be useful useful fantasy assets going forward. But uh, moving forward, we have Cam Newton out of the walking boot. What do you uh, what do you make of that one, Greg? Yeah, Cam Newton's out of the walking boot. Um, you know, not sure how the status. Of him as scheduled as far as coming back will be, uh, I know. I think he's you know the the moment he is healthy and ready to go, I think he's going to be slid back into that starting role for sure. Um, but you know, it's a matter of if you want to keep him keep an eye on him on your fantasy radar. If you are going to be desperate for a quarterback, because we assume if he's going to be a healthy Cam, he wasn't healthy in the first couple of weeks where he was struggling. Cam could be that sleeper quarterback for you, the guy that you know can produce for you. Uh, in this offense, so I think I, I think I'm gonna be keeping an eye on him um, as he gets closer to being healthy, especially if I'm in the need for a quarterback. Yeah, no, if Cam if Cam somehow is on the waiver wire and and you need a quarterback, um, you know, and you start getting to week nine, ten, and he we start getting reports that he's healthy or he's practicing, um, that would be a nice nice pickup to get, um, you know, sort of. The, the third quarter of the season of the fantasy season because um, cam has qb1 potential when he's healthy um you know he's he he is the prototype uh konami code qb1 with that rushing upside uh that rushing touchdown upside uh so yeah i, I would be excited to to see if he's fully healthy i need to see a fully healthy cam not the cam that we saw the first few weeks but a, a fully healthy cam would be exciting uh, moving forward, Jalen Samuels out for a month with a knee scope. Um, that's a shame because we were just getting excited about Jalen Samuels. So, what is what do you make of this one, Greg? How does this impact uh, James Conner going? Forward? Yeah, I think it definitely boosts his value a lot. Uh, I think he should have been a buy candidate um, before, but even more now. Um, I think you know the James Conner owner is gonna you know see this and probably hold on to him. But yeah, this is good for James Conner for sure as far as his opportunity and his volume going up um and then the next guy up uh, rookie benny snell probably the new number number two now so if i, I think if you're that james connor owner i think you should you know if you want to handcuff him 
Benny Snell's the, the guy you should go get. James Conner has had an interesting five weeks of fantasy. He has. Um, he started out as a bust. Then he was a buy. And then in the same game in which he was supposed to be a buy going into that game, he came out of that game a sell because <laughs> of the Samuel. usage of Jalen Samuels. <laughs> and now he's a buy again. So <clears throat> this guy has values all over the place. Maybe the uh, the James Conner's owner is sick of it by now, and they just want something stable and reliable. Um, but Benny Snell, I think... I don't know. I mean, I'm curious to see how much usage he gets going forward, but I would be surprised to see this backfield be anything less than like an 80% James Conner backfield. Yeah. I don't see why there's any other reason not to. He he showed he was capable of that last year. Um, granted, you don't have Big Ben, but you know this is the time to lean on somebody like that. And and Benny Snell, in my in my opinion, should only be coming in to 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 give James Conner some yeah breaks. Like, like a drive here or there. But that's really about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so moving forward, we got some some uh, we got the Thursday night game coming up. But before that, we got some injuries to cover. Headed to Thursday night, um, see like is anybody playing for the Giants? Greg? Yeah, you didn't know you. They they called me up last night, yo. I'm about to suit up, put the gloves oh, on. Oh man, yeah, yo. congrats, yeah, man. Bro. I got a line of us, Darius Slayton, yo. <laughs> oh man, no, but seriously, the Giants are missing Sterling Shepard, who's got a concussion. Evan Ingram, is this a knee with yeah, Evan Ingram? Yeah, the MCL sprain. Um, he he was he was running around and doing routes, but I think that there's no reason to to rush that, especially if everyone else is out. Yeah, you got you have the bye next week, right? Have, so, well, like a ten day rest, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah, ten day yeah, rest. Yeah, yeah. I thought the the Giants don't have the bye next nah, week or after this. Oh so. no, no, yeah, it's for it a while. Yeah, you guys yeah. don't have it for a while. Okay, and then obviously uh, New York Giants running back Saquon Barkley is out of this game with a high ankle sprain, um, and then his backup Wayne Gallman is out of this game with a concussion. So his backup <laughs> Jonathan Hilleman is next in line to receive the starting role versus the Pats. So um, I could just tell based on all of my leagues how excited people are to start Jonathan Hilleman because he did not get picked up in any no. of them. I'm not no. Like none of my leagues did he get yeah, picked up. In. I'm not. I'm not touching him. I'm not touching that. Um, honestly, so full disclosure, my two quarterback league. I told you about this. I made a trade to get Lev Bell. You know, kind of last minute before the waivers went through, and um, I was getting killed with the buys. I was no Marlon Mack, no David Montgomery. So all I had was Miles Sanders, and it was either Daryl Williams or pick up Jonathan Hilleman from the waiver wire. So I was ready to start Jonathan Hilleman before this left bell deal. But that was because I had no yeah, other Yeah, I remember saying, yes, this is a desperate, safe ad if you really, really need to do it. Um, Somebody who I would actually start over Jonathan Hilleman, um, and, you know, this is outside of the box, a little off topic here. Um, Gus Edwards, just throwing it out there. I've thrown his name out there before, but the Cleve- the Cincinnati Bengals are absolutely terrible against mm-hmm. the run. The Baltimore Ravens are twelve point home favorites. This is great game script for him. Um, yeah, so I would start him over Jonathan Hillman. Yeah. That's uh, that's on my my honest. Opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so on the Pat side, or I guess before that, you know who who does how does this impact guys like Darius Slayton? Uh, honestly, that's probably the only viable option I would start. I, I have him in my sixteen team league. I picked him up a couple weeks ago. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, I got on the bye. Got a couple players on the bye. Marlon Mack as well. 
Um, Devontae Adams might be a little still dinged up, but uh, yeah, I think he would be the only option. A giant, playable giant, honestly. Maybe get just your game for uh, hoping for volume, really. Honestly, I don't know if I want to play him I either. I know, I know, I know. Like this, I mean, now it's kind of you know the Patriots. First, it was they haven't let up a touchdown. So they've done that now, but they haven't let up a receiving touchdown. So, <laughs> um, and these corners on the on the Patriots side are are shut down. So like, I don't know if I'm excited to start a guy like Darius Slayton in this one. I just I like there's I think there's other options, especially a, a, a position like receiver, which we've seen as be, to be really deep. Um, yeah, there are a lot. Yeah, you know, I think you could you could go better off. You could get better options. Than uh, there, uh, like Preston yep. Williams. Preston Williams is Just still about out to there. Say his name, yeah, Preston Williams. Yeah, you could start him. So um, there's places I'd go rather Deontay go Johnson than go. Yeah, I'd rather start Jamison Crowder than Darius yeah. Slayton when Sam Darnold's yeah. first game back. Yeah, he has 17 targets in Week One. 17. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Um, so all right, moving forward, the the New England Patriots they have. Uh, just a, a few injuries. Um, looks seems that Philip Dorsett will not play. He's out uh, with a hamstring injury. So it seems like Jacoby Myers is going to get some run as the Patriots' number three receiver. Um, how do you think this this impacts the Patriots' offense? Um, well, you, Giants secondary we know is pretty bad. Uh, I think all the receivers probably will be involved because you know the Pats are heavily favored. I think this is going to be a good game for. Edelman and Gordon specifically, though. Um, Jacoby Myers, I probably wouldn't start him or be in your, your fantasy radar unless you like really have Honestly. a dark throw. I mean, he could be a dark throw, I think. Of the between Jacoby Myers and Darius Slayton, oh, I'd yeah, I yeah, start Jacoby Myers, yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man, in a full point PPR, Jacoby Myers might not be too bad. He, he. Um, I don't have his stat line here. I'll pull it up now. But he, he got some run early in the season, if I'm not mistaken. And he did pretty well. I didn't think they'd just probably get ahead and Sony Michelle, James White, that the rest of the game. I know. That's the thing with the Patriots is you don't know how they're going to eventually score. I'm liking Sony Michelle's usage um, lately, too. Yeah, Sony Michelle. I mean, this is a nice little spot for him, too. Um. He had three targets last week, three catches, 32 receiving yards, I, I believe. So, uh, anybody else? Uh, Rex Burkhead's probably going to miss this one, right? Uh, yeah, he's still questionable. He'd probably be a game time decision. But, I mean, I guess, I mean, it's the Giants. I don't know if they, they would want to rush him if they're in a heavily flavored game. Yeah, I mean, plus, I think I think they're fine rolling out there, Those just those two backs. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously they have Brandon Bolden. Um. So yeah, I don't think they're gonna be overly concerned about Burkhead. I mean, they're they yeah they don't need Burkhead to win this right. game. So all right, moving forward, let's get to the matchup. So we got the two and three New York Giants traveling to Foxborough to take on the five and zero New England Patriots. This is a forty one and a half point over under. The New England Patriots are sixteen and a half point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Uh, yes, yeah, it's probably the easiest game uh, that we'll probably pick for this week. Um. Definitely taking the Pats, taking the over on the spread, especially now with all these injuries. Uh, and I'm taking the under on the game. Um, I mean, I, I think uh, Pats probably just you know, not run up the score at some point. they just be up by, like, about 23 scores or something like that. Um, I'm just really trying to think about who would step up on this Giants team. I mentioned Darius Slater. He's really the only person I can think of. Um, 
And for your, the Pats, you know, starting everybody. It's uh, Brady, Edelman, Sonny Michelle, James White. Uh, yeah, Josh Gordon. I think uh, this is a, a good spot for him. Yeah, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the over. Uh, I'm gonna take the Pats. I'm gonna take the Pats to uh, against the spread in the Pats to win. Um, yeah, this is just too easy. Um, I don't think this is gonna be a difficult one for the for the Patriots. We see we saw what Danny Dimes um, kind of struggled last week against that Minnesota defense, and we know. Belichick, he doesn't he doesn't get cute. That's one thing about him. He knows what your weakness is, and he's gonna just force you to try to do that. You know, as we like to say, he likes to try to make you play left-handed. So, um, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough one for this Giants offense. So as we said, I don't want to really want to start any of these Giants players. Um, I want to start this New England Patriots defense, obviously, and then like you said, the Pats weapons. I want to start all of them. Um, yeah, I think the James White, Sony Michelle, you can start on both. They'll both be involved. Um, well, like what you said about Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon being, uh, having good games in this one. I think Josh Gordon actually, he leads the Patriots in air yards. He, um, actually just missed out on a Tom Brady missed him on a touchdown pass last week. So they're close. Uh, so I think he, he gets in the end zone in this one. Maybe he gets in two times. I don't know. We'll see. Um, what is your, uh, what is your key matchup in this one, Greg? Um, Daniel Jones, maybe going against Belichick. Yeah. No, I really, I really (laughs) don't see a matchup. It would have to be like a competitive, like matchup, honestly, maybe back. Yeah. I can't really see anything that, uh, would be very, uh, intriguing for me, honestly. I'm just... I'm just waiting for the NFL to put the fix in, get Eli Manning in the yeah. game, have Eli somehow lead a historic like <laughs> halftime comeback, and then hand the Patriots their first loss, and then you know go back to the bench next week. It'd be a great a great uh, sunset story, and then he just retires like uh, <laughs> right after. Right after, go straight to the Giants coaching staff. Um. Yeah, nah. So your what's your bold prediction this week? Yeah, I think you you said it. Josh Gordon getting into the end zone. I think it happens here. Uh, the two, I think that's really bold. So I think that. Oh, that's I'm going, yeah, for, going two. for two. Yeah, I think that's yeah. That, that's that's bold. That's what that's yeah, bold. bold. It's called a bold right. prediction. I mean, right? yeah, but one is bold. Oh one yeah, is bold. <laughs> one is bold. I knew I knew that one was coming. The one is bold. He already, he already has one on the year, so. If if you don't know what we're talking about, Josh Gordon, Greg and I have, have this long-standing debate about Josh Gordon. He hates him. I still love him for whatever reason. 2013, um, Josh Gordon. So yeah. I love him. 2013, Josh Gordon was my first love yes. of fantasy football. So, um, yeah. No. So now this will be, uh, I guess, a fun one. Eh, kind of. I wish Saquon was playing. I guess. There's, you know? Yeah, it's really nothing. I don't, I don't know. I'm. This is one of those uh, games where you're just gonna, yeah, you're just uh, looking to see if that that spread really. You're looking there, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have Pat's defense, so oh, yeah, be we're cool. gonna cheer on for that. I'm gonna cheer for those sacks, those interceptions. So, I, I bet you, you can't go back to Giants Nation after you just told everybody you were gonna cheer for sacks and interceptions against them, though. So, uh, as long as uh, Danny Dimes gets a passing touchdown, I'll be happy, honestly. 
Oh, is he? This is. Does he get the one rushing, one receiving, or one rushing, one passing? This I week? think he gets. Nah, I think he gets one passing. That's it. One passing touchdown. One yep. passing, so he'll be the first. He'll be the first yeah, quarterback to pass on you. times. That should have been many your bold prediction. <laughs> or do you think that's still more likely than Josh Gordon catching a touchdown? Ooh, uh, <laughs> um, I think it's actually more likely Danny Dimes throws a touchdown. Yes. You, you think it's more likely Danny Dimes throws a touchdown Wait, against this new Did you this see that, you see that dime last defense. week against the Vikings? The Darius Slater, yo? Yeah, yeah. He's gonna throw every. He's gonna throw one every now and then. I mean, whatever. But you think he's going to throw one against this New England Patriots defense versus Josh Gordon scoring a touchdown on this New New York Giants? They still have, like opportunity. He'll throw more passes than Josh Gordon targets. So yeah, I'll take it. Oh sure, right <laughs> off that. Fine. Let's get to this. Uh, <laughs> Mike Evans, Odell, D Hop. Who we panicking on? That's really that's really oh, yeah. who we panicking. Oh on. yeah, man. Yeah, this is the, the three. Yeah. The, so the the pan the panic the panic seems to be real. We got some receivers here. People are panicking. Um, so we're trying to figure out what to do. Greg addressed the Mike Evans situation on the solo pod. Um, but now we have to address, cause these three receivers, you drafted them relatively highly, especially DeAndre Hopkins, um, especially Odell. Mike Evans, maybe not to that level, but you still expect a lot from him. So what are we doing with these three guys? Um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins had a, had a somewhat of a bounce back game, but it doesn't look as great when you see Will Fuller go off like the way he did on the other side. So you you, you kind of left wanting more. Um, Odell's been, oh man, yeah, man, Odell's been really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then and then Mike Evans has had um, a couple bad weeks. He's had two, one really great game, one one pretty strong game. But other than that, um, you know, the the three other weeks for pedestrian. One was less than pedestrian, like literally pedestrian, like sitting on the couch next to me watching the game, pedestrian. So, um, yeah, what are we gonna do with these guys, Greg? What, how would you rank the uh, the panic level with these? Three yeah, guys? so the panic level, uh, I think it's panic level highest with Mike Evans. Second, I think Odell, and then third lowest, I think I'm panicking the least with D Hop only because. Yeah, you know, as far as you know, his still production is still uh, safer than all the than the other two. Um, and talk about talent wise, you know, D Hop is probably you know probably the the best out of the three, arguably with Odell. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's really Odell, and Mike Evans. Are are you are you selling one of them? You know, when is the timing to do that? Because it's going to be hard to convince someone to take Mike Evans after a zero point game. See, Mike Evans is a buy for me right. though. Right, like I to mm. me, like, like the yeah, it's it's easy to say I want to sell after a zero. Like you know, we're gonna we could. It's easy to overreact to a zero, but you know, at the end of the day, the guy still had uh, a forty-one point outing and a and a sixteen point outing in half point PPRs. The other one was an eight point and then a three point and a zero. Obviously, so the zero you don't want, but that boom upside, like, that's almost built into Mike Evans's profile. Right. Mike Evans has never had a, a, a guy on his team that was in a 20 that had a 25, 26 percent target share along with him. This is the first time ever. So, you know, we have to kind of adjust our expectations for Mike Evans. But at the same time, this is a guy that still leads the league in air yards with 600 air yards. Right. We have to understand what his role is. So for me, I'm going to I'm going to capitalize on fantasy owners overreacting to a zero. I'm going to capitalize on that. I'm going to try to trade 
to get Mike Evans. If I can get, you know, if I can trade Robert, if I can trade Robert Woods to get Mike Evans, I would do that. If I could trade, um, you know, package, I don't know, Calvin Ridley and something else to get Mike Evans, I would, would do you, it. Because if people are panicking, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take. Would advantage. you trade DJ Shark for Mike Evans? That's tough. That is a tough one because the DJ Shark, DJ Shark right now is wide receiver in half point PPR leagues. DJ Shark is wide receiver right. five. Mike Evans is wide receiver twelve. Um, DJ Shark doesn't have to compete with targets the way that Mike Evans does, though. Right. So that's the one thing that would kind of give me pause in terms of of um, of DJ Shark. Yeah, that's. Or, I mean, of Mike Evans versus. Yeah, DJ that's why I'm most concerned. Is the not yeah the Julio doesn't have Julio like D Hop. Uh, Odell, they don't have a Chris Godwin on their team. Um, is Chris Godwin's just emerged? I mean, as we said it, you know, wide receiver breakdown, breakout wide receiver. He has a chance to be, you know, have, have wide receiver one in his production. He's having it already. He's leading wide receivers in fantasy points per game. So it, it's it's just scary. It's scary. I don't want in week thirteen you know, playoff time coming and Mike Evans gives you three points. Like I can't, I can't, I can't deal with that. See. But the thing is, is that I would disagree with the assessment that they don't. He, he's the only one that doesn't have a player like that on his team because DeAndre Hopkins has a 28% target share. Mm-hmm. Will Fuller has a 24% target share. Odell Beckham has a 26% target share. Jarvis Landry has a 24% target share. Chris Godwin has a 26% target share. Mike Evans has a 23% target share. So while Mike, yeah, Chris Godwin does have the larger percent of the targets, like he still is in a similar situation as these two guys and teams are still treating Mike Evans as the number one receiver. Like we saw Mike Evans put out a zero because the new Orleans saints said, we're not going to let Mike Evans beat us today. We're going to put Marshawn Lattimore, our best corner on him. And then we're going to put a safety over the top and you're not going to get him the ball. And when teams do that, they're declaring to you, to the, to the other team, that this is this is what they don't want to happen. This is your best weapon in our in our eyes, right? So as as Chris Godwin continues to make plays, teams are gonna have to start putting attention to Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin's not gonna continue to run butt naked in the middle of the field. It's not gonna it's not gonna happen. Defensive coordinators are gonna get fired if that continues to happen. So to me, Mike Evans, I would have it. I would rank it Odell. Mike Evans, and then DeAndre Hopkins. Like you said, DeAndre Hopkins, he's got the, the best combination of the talent and the offensive situation. Um, to me, Odell's situation is the scariest because, like we said, he does have another receiver on his team. Um, we have seen that offense be more efficient when they do go to Jarvis, when they are feeding it to Jarvis Landry just as much as they feed it to Odell. And then on top of all of that, they can't even get they can't even get the ball down the field. Because they're unable to protect Baker Mayfield. They traded all their assets away to invest into putting a product on, on, on the offensive side of the football in terms of skill position players and trying to get pass rushers. But they for, they, they gave up off, uh, offensive line assets. So now they can't protect their quarterback to get the ball down the field. So to me, it's them. Because the the... The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense, they have their stuff together. I'm not going to continue to sit around and wait for Cleveland to get their stuff together so that I can Odell. Because Odell hasn't done anything. No, he hasn't. And I was I said it last week. Odell was a buy for me because Odell does this every year, but he hasn't done anything. Yeah, it's crazy. It's the, the, still the Mike Evans. The, you know when they have, you said they have the safety over the top, they do that. I think you probably will err on the side of letting Chris Godwin eat you know, getting him 
those short yarders dinking dunks and like you know not getting the big plays because big plays gives you losses. So I don't see them. You know, if they were to choose to pick their poison, I would still think they would want to pick the crisp goblin poison because big plays. You know, at least a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, we could we could see that, but Chris Godwin's get he's getting big plays in the middle of the field. Like Chris, I mean, maybe it's to the same thing with Cooper Cup, right? Maybe like you can't stop Cooper Cup because. From the slot, you have like essentially like a four way go. Right. You could go. You could go in. You could go out. You could go vertical. You could sit it. Like you could. Like you have essentially you could four different options that you could run from the slot. So maybe they're right. But Bruce Arians did say that he he put a, he took a lot of blame for Mike Evans's bad game. He said that they didn't do a good enough job of moving him around. That they could move him around to make because when when the receiver lines up on the left and you know he's always going to be on the left, it's easier to roll coverage to him. Or if he's lined up on the right, it's easier to roll coverage to him. But when you, when you can move him around and you could, Mike Evans is capable of playing in the slot. Like Mike Evans is not a slouch. Mike Evans is capable of playing in the slot. So Bruce Bruce Arians is talking about moving Mike Evans around, trying to get him more opportunities to make plays. You know, then I'm gonna I'm going I'm gonna continue to buy Mike Evans. Well, he's got a That's he's got a, he's got a you know decent matchup this week. You know, Carolina just gave to a similar type. Player DJ Shark, you know DJ Shark looked them up, so it could be a bounce back spot for him. Yeah, I mean we saw that's we saw that matchup week week two as well. Um, yep. Yeah, and they they did a they did a good job, but also we also saw in that matchup they him and Jameis missed on a on a ton of yeah, throws they, in they the did. end zone. So so we we saw him get behind that Carolina defense. So guys, if you can buy low on Mike Evans, I John Junior suggested that you go ahead and do it. <laughs> super low, super low. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, but I'm doing it. I mean, nah, um, you, I think you can, in all your leagues, you'll probably end up with Mike Evans. I think you could do it. I mean, I'm trying, but the Mike, a lot of the Mike Evans owners know what I'm doing. So That's true. Some of them are pretty sharp. That's true. All right. Um, anything else that we want to we we wanna add on this this evening before before we get to these, these Thursday night mm-hmm. games? Or? Nah, uh, it's Thursday night. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, uh, I think we think we hit on it. I think we... Uh, Giving people the the plan to, they're panicking out there. We're panicking out there with you too. You're not alone. Um, so, yeah, be be just be ready. Um, how about a little off the cuff? How about uh somebody you might be you might be targeting in trades? Um, Josh Jacobs. Oh, you, I don't. It's, uh, we said we said to buy Josh Jacobs last week. Yep. We said to buy him before the Colts game if you could. Yep. <laughs> I don't think you're okay, gonna get anymore. Josh Jacobs yeah, right now. Someone that you can buy that. Probably we haven't mentioned yet. Uh, hmm. I I feel like you can buy Devonte. Honestly, I think you could buy him too. To yeah. be honest, it's tough though because he had the one good game and then he got injured. Right. right. But if you know, I've seen some teams that have Devonte Adams, but they don't. They've been getting by, and they have other receivers on that team. You know, maybe they drafted a Cooper Cup late, mm-hmm. and so. They don't really need Devontae Adams, but maybe they might need help at running back. So maybe if you could, maybe if you're a team that's kind of deep at running back, you could go ahead and and you know slide the the Devontae Adams owner, you know a, a trade offer for Devontae. Oh, and lastly, yeah, I forgot Tyreek Hill back at practice, so that's big. Oh yeah, yeah. that's that's big. The yep, yep, the cheetah's back. The cheetah's um, back. Oh yeah, no, man. I know. I, if he's back, he's he's the guy, man. All those Robinsons, all the McCall Harbins, all those everybody, Harbin, nah, get them Pringles, all out of there. Doritos, <laughs> Doritos yep. Tostitos, <laughs> get them out of here. here. <laughs> Tyreek Hill's back. 
<laughs> yeah, nah, Tyreek Hill, the cheetah. Uh, he's he's the reason why they call this wide receiver core the, the Legion of Zoom. He brings all the Zoom. Um, you know, it's funny because they asked Pat Mahomes why, why you know, this uh, these last two defenses, Indianapolis and Detroit, have given him so much trouble. And, you know, they said that they well, they've been playing man underneath and, you know, they get safeties over the top. So so they're they're you know, they're trying to to force us to go underneath. Right. And, and you know, playing man is fine and stuff. Right. But you can't play man when Tyree kills nope. on the other side of the football. Nope. You cannot play mm-hmm. man because try good luck playing man when he's lined up at running back or slot or half back or, you know, a wing back or t- quarter, whatever, wherever he's lined up. Good luck. Yep. Good luck. So it'll be good. For Pat Mahomes, it'll be good for this Chiefs offense. Um, but in terms of buy candidates for me, um, I would actually buy Pat Mahomes if I could. Wow. Yeah. Maybe. I would honestly buy. If you look at Pat Mahomes the last two weeks, he's underperformed. Um, he's not performed to the Patrick Mahomes level that people were expecting when they when they spent that draft capital. So, hey, you know what? If I got Deshaun Watson or I got Lamar Jackson and, you know, I could send a little, you know, a little package, not a lot, a little package over to the Pat Mahomes owner to, to get a to up, get an upgrade there at quarterback, I might do that. Another Chiefs I'm, I'm targeting, uh, Tyree, uh, not Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, I would also target yeah, him. Definitely. Um, he has He has underperformed in the touchdown department. Because obviously Pat Mahomes is underperforming in the touchdown department. So if we get some positive regression coming for Pat Mahomes, that should only leak over into Travis Kelsey. Um, another guy I'm targeting, I know we talked about it, and um, I, I mentioned it a little bit before, Le'Veon Bell. If I can get Lev Bell, I'm going to target him almost everywhere I can. We saw what he was able to do in this sorry excuse for an NFL offense that the Jets were trying to try it out there for, for the first four weeks or for four out of the last five weeks. And he was able to still put up respectable fantasy numbers in that situation. Um, now you got Sam Darnold coming back. <clears throat> Le'Veon Bell would be definitely be a buy for me, especially because he's already had his bye week. So if you can get players that have already had a bye week, guys, you're getting an extra week. Um, you're like, you're getting an extra week of production. So Try to do that. Yeah, definitely. I agree with all that. Yeah. All right, man. So with all that being said, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. We are out of here. As always, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, once again, you could listen to us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. And as always, we are we out. out.